This episode of the Buffalonian Podcast is brought to you by the Cast Source Podcast Network, a podcast network built with and for entrepreneurs. We cover many genres, including sports, business, mental health, marketing, and entertainment. Feature the podcast shows such as Sports Bring People Together, Limitless, Saviors of the Metaverse, and The Athletic Mindset. Learn more at castsource.com slash podcast. Without further ado, let's get in to the Buffalonian Podcast. Buffalo Bills face off against the Cincinnati Bengals this weekend. We'll talk some other games, go over our picks from last week, and we will pick the playoffs for this week. This is the Buffalonian Podcast, betting on the Bills. All right, let's go. are back with the Buffalonian podcast. I'm Joe Kelly, and today I'm joined by Dom Loss, and Mike will be joining us. Dom will be switching out. It's a hectic day. It's a morning recording, you know, but we, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. It's the divisional round. Power through. Power through. Power through. So, you know, classes have started for those two gentlemen at private universities, and for me at a SUNY school, not until the 30th. So, um, so you know, we work, we roll with the punches, we work with what we got. But without further ado, Dom and I are going to take you through some of these other games and talk about our picks. Uh, and Mike and I will head up the the Bills talk as long as Dom's here, and then continue it after he leaves. So, Dom, let's look at the record from last week. Dom five and one, good week. Me four and two, both over five hundred. Um, I forget. It was a good game. week. Yeah, it was, it was a good week. week. Yeah, I think I think what we agreed on the three games we. You know, we all three of us agreed on. We went three and zero on, mm-hmm. and then the, I went two and one. The, the three games we disagreed on. So, yeah. And really, I mean, what you picked the Chargers, right? Yeah. I mean, really, I mean, it could have went either way because I mean they blew yeah. that game. Yeah, Lombardi and Staley really pooped the bet on that one. That's all I have then, to say. Then I got Dallas over Tampa, and then you picked the G Men. That was a good upset pick. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know. I, I was. I, I re-listened to the pod before, like last week's pod, to see like my reasoning. And basically, my reasoning was Daniel Jones versus Kurt. And like, I wasn't totally wrong. Like, but bo- Daniel Jones played very well, and so did. did Kurt. But so did Kurt. It was just like the Giants' defense is just too good. It's just way better than the Minnesota defense. And yeah, I don't know. I just thought. I just thought home field would have rattled Daniel Jones to turn the ball over a couple times. But I mean, he was. He his, was his credit. He didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he was a well finely tuned machine that game. We'll see if he can carry it into this week. But no, it was definitely an interesting wild card round. That's for sure. The Bills Dolphins game in general, we talked about that. I'm just happy we picked that game right. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, just that game in general didn't see that yeah. going the way it did. So you know, it's just there were a lot of games. The Chargers had it. What thirty or what was the score? Twenty-seven nothing. Twenty-seven nothing at half, and then they lost thirty-one to thirty. Like. Uh, speechless watching that game. I, I couldn't even think about it, but I, it's just, it, it'll be interesting. If the divisional round keeps up and stays like that, it's going to be a good weekend of football. That's all I have to say. Uh, I mean, we had a great weekend last week. I mean, all the games were pretty good. I know the San Fran game, I mean, the San Fran game was pretty good for like two, two and change quarters, and San Fran ran away with it. The Monday night game was kind of just a dud. Yeah, um, but the the three Sunday games were all very good. Obviously, Jags Chargers lived up in prime time, and mm-hmm. um, you know last year the divisional rounds I would say were pretty good. I mean, three game winning field goals and uh, you know that that touchdown in overtime to beat us. So who knows? Maybe we get a repeat of it this year. I yeah, know, I, I feel like I feel like the slate this year is is not a, not as good um, as last year. Yeah, I feel like it was more competitive last year. I mean, like the AFC slate still is good. Like last year was it was Bengals, Titans, you know, us, Bills, Chiefs. This year, I mean, we still get an awesome two, three in Bills, Bengals, and I think the one four is also very good in Jags, Chiefs. So like, 
I think the AFC, like those games, and Dallas and San Fran, that's a pretty good matchup as well. But then you get like Eagles Giants, which seems to kind of like be like the one game where it seems like that could be potentially like a mediocre game. But mm-hmm. yeah, and and the way Dallas is boom or bust, like you just never know what team's going to show up. So that game could also kind of not be. And both those games are the night games, so good yeah. luck. And speaking of those games, I, I think I think we. We should we should chat about some of them. So jump right in. Let, yeah, let's jump right in. Let's take a dive right into first game on the list: Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, uh, handsome Squidward versus Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, they're Kansas City's eight and a half point home favorites. Not surprising in the, in this situation. I'm going to be honest with you. Just based on previous years too, not even this year. Just playing at Arrowhead in the playoffs. Trevor Lawrence already said something. Could it couldn't be that much louder than how our fans were the other night? That's the worst thing you can say. Going to Arrowhead to play, they're gonna be just screaming now in spite. So yeah, that 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 place or uh, Arrowhead or Seattle, I think it's Lumen Field. Those two, I mean, like, I I love our our fans at Highmark, but I think those two, you know, from what everyone tells, is those are the two loudest stadiums in the NFL. So mm-hmm. it's a reason why it, you know, it's the reason why there's the Chiefs are so good as they get home field, but. At least, at least this year, if we get if we advance that far, we don't have to play them there. Yeah, no, that is, or if they advance that far, oh, you know, okay, upset alert could happen. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, I would like to see. It's going to be in Atlanta for us. I don't think I don't think we even brought that up. Um, but the AFC Championship, if it's played against the Chiefs, is going to be in Atlanta, which is they request the Chiefs actually requested, funnily enough, an open field on grass. And they got a closed field on turf to kind of they wanted to simulate Arrowhead's conditions for themselves. You know what I mean? But isn't that the same as isn't that would not be the same as Highmark too though? Open no, air. We have turf. Path. That's the only thing. Oh, we have turf. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. We that. have the new stadium's gonna have grass, but our current stadium has turf. Well, oh, they don't. Oh, I know what you're saying, but they don't have the bat. Like, there's like six stadiums that have like quote-unquote, like, the bad turf that, like, kills people's knees. The turf monster. Yeah, we yeah. do not have the turf monster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I I forgot that there's... <laughs> I, I'm sorry that I don't, I'm not well-versed in the... The turf monster? The type of turfs. <laughs> oh, my God. No, but, I mean... No, I mean this, this is going to be... I mean, Trevor Lawrence, try, uh, uh, you know, an emerging quarterback uh-huh. um, playing against what everyone would consider to be the top of the mound, the top dog right now, especially if how Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady fell off the cliff this year. So it's definitely an intriguing matchup. And, you know, I feel like every time we say we preview a game, we had to say it's a rematch from the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the, the Chiefs got the Jags 27-17. That game kind of wasn't even that close. Um, I felt like a lot of things went the Jags way too, and they still lost by 10 points. Yeah. Um, it's a tough place to play. The Jags are a very fun team. I just, to me, it's like, I feel like the Jags are just a year away from being true AFC contenders. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, okay, you win a division that's a very winnable division, you know, to say it politely. I mean, the second place <laughs> team finished 7-10. and 10. Yeah. Like, you had 3-10 lost teams in your division. And then, you know, you, you, beat a good, you beat a good Chargers team. Like, that was a quality win. But, like, the Chargers are, like, a tier below the Chiefs, and now you're not you don't have home field. I don't know. I I just feel like Mahomes is kind of unstoppable at Arrowhead, and uh-huh. Trevor Lawrence is gonna have to match him. And I do feel like while Trevor played a great second half, his first half kind of just gets swept under the rug because the Chargers chargered. Yeah. But, I mean, if he's that sloppy with the football again, I'm not even. He doesn't even have to throw four picks. If he throws like two picks, I I think they're they're toast. I don't think Jacksonville has like the lead defense either to kind of make up for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I, I think that she, I, I would say the Chiefs win this one like 35 20 or something. Kind of just, maybe it's close in the beginning, but I don't know. I feel like the Chiefs, I feel like this is like a game where the Chiefs jump out, you know, up 21, you know, seven earlier or something like that. I don't know. And then the Jags are just kind of playing, you know, pick me up. Yeah, no, I can definitely agree with that. I mean, it's it's tough for me because a lot of other teams in the AFC, right, we're going into the playoffs, 
scolding, scolding hot. You know what I mean? Where if you look at Kansas City's last four games, I mean, they are not last. Yeah, last four games. We'll go. So we'll start with the, the Texans game. They won in overtime at Arrowhead against a team with one win. You know what I mean? Like that. That's like that, that was in Houston. That was in Houston. Sorry. So they won against a team that had no, no win in overtime because General Mills coughed up the ball, and that was that. Right. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks. Granted, they won over the Seahawks twenty-four to ten. Like, there's no question about that. The Chiefs Broncos rematch with Russell Wilson. They won twenty-seven twenty-four, and then against a Raiders team without Derek Carr, they won thirty-one to thirteen. I, for whatever reason, I have this itch right now that we have two Super Bowl winning quarterback or two Super Bowl winning coaches, not quarterbacks. We have one Super Bowl winning quarterback. Doug Peterson was the difference maker in that other game against Doug the Chargers. Ex Chiefs coach too. Yep, yep. Doug, he was he was the difference maker in that Chargers game with the way he went about, you know, that second half and, um. Going for it on fourth down, the aggressiveness. We saw that with Philly when they went to the Super Bowl, you know. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the upset alert on this one. I would I, just because I would like to see it too, like personally. Well, I think go. it's hard. I think it's hard. I think part of the reason, you know, you know, what will the Chiefs look after a week off? Mm-hmm. Kind of always that number one seed, whoever gets the bye, gets a little bit rusty. I mean, heck, we saw it with Tennessee and Green Bay last year. They both lost. Yeah. Um. But with that being said, you know, the Chiefs have had the bye, I believe, like three times in three eight years in a row. Or... Well, well, they didn't have the bye last year, but they've had three oh, buys yeah. in the in the Mahomes Reed era. Eighteen, they played Andrew Luck on the Colts and stomped them. Andrew Luck. I mean, nineteen. <laughs> they nineteen. They played Houston. Got. I mean, fell behind and then just dominated them. Mm-hmm. And in 20, they played a close game against the Browns. So I think the Jags must, you know, this is what I'm saying, though. I don't think the Jags are equipped as, like, the Browns were to go into Arrowhead and, like, control time of possession. I know Mahomes yeah. got cussed in that game or choked out, whatever. But, like, Cleveland was, like, very efficient running the ball, play action. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the Jags can't do that, but, you know, they're more of a spread it out, throw in the flash to ETN, throw it to Evan Ingram over the middle, Christian Kirk in the slot, Zay Jones, Marvin Jones on the outside. Like, they're kind of a throw-it-around kind of team. Uh-huh. And, I don't know, that reminds me a lot of, like, the Texans in 19. And they have, like, above-average above defense, but not elite enough to do that young quarterback like they have with Watson. Kind of like a first-road test for him. So, it's a first-road test for Trevor Lawrence. I don't know. I, I just feel like the Chiefs are going to come out and make a statement. Alrighty, that'll be an interesting one. That's Saturday, right? That's not Sunday. That's the first game. Yep, first Saturday game. at four thirty. Oh, kicking right off into a good one. Uh, hopefully, I mean, <laughs> hopefully it's not a blowout. But I, I think it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how the Jags go about it, especially like, you know, how aggressive they are right away and things like that. So I'm glad that's on Saturday. That'll be a good one to kick it off. But without further ado, I think we move into our next one. You want to, you want to, you want to preview it for us, buddy? Yeah, so we got the New York Giants against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um part part three. Second time in three weeks and I think three time this is like the third time in like a, maybe a little over a month. Um so kind of a kind of a wild scheduling in that aspect of the Eagles are seven <laughs> and a half point favorites. I think this is gonna be an interesting game. I think actually this is gonna be a tight game. Mm-hmm. I know I said this could be the Debbie Downer of the bunch. Um but, Might I mean, be a low-scoring tight game, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I think this is gonna be like a playoff football game. You saw it in Week 18, you know, the Giants rested their starters. The Eagles had something to play for, and it was a close game. Davis Webb nearly led the comeback. <laughs> um, back, I believe it was week. I can't remember if it was Week 15. I think it was maybe Week 15. It was January played. 8th, so it was definitely that, I think that it was, was eight. Yeah, that was a little bit ago. But I mean, Gardner Mishu absolutely torched the Giants uh, when he was in. So it's kind of interesting, like, what kind of performance from the Giants can you really, um, you know, really think about? I mean, the Giants, I think, have an all-right offensive line. They have a, a stud left tackle in Andrew Thomas. Um, but after that, they're a little weak, and obviously the Eagles' main strength is their pass rush. And I I feel like if, again, if they were able to get pressure on Daniel Jones, if he turns the ball over a couple times, the Giants are in trouble. But at the same time, 
you know, Jalen Hurts, they haven't played in a week, so maybe his shoulder is better. But, I mean, the last time we saw him was not – was really not that great of a performance. This is also a team that lost, you know, two games down the stretch to Dallas and in, at home to New Orleans. This was a team that was not playing their best football the, uh, of the season going down the stretch. So I think that's that's concerning. Um, but I do think the extra the extra rest shoulder wise, they didn't really run Jalen Hurts that much in week eighteen. I think that was to just kind of protect him and you know get the job done. But not you know it's kind of like with Josh, you know you're not going to run Josh against Houston because why would you? You could get one without doing that. So yeah. I think with that element, I think they're gonna win at home by a field goal. If that Philly crowd is absolutely wild, but I wouldn't, I would not be surprised if the Giants, you know, find a way at the end of the game. You look up and they're winning with two minutes to go. Yeah, no, I, I so you're taking the Eagles on that one. Yeah, so I would say like seventeen, fourteen, twenty to seventeen. Kind of, I just I feel like this is gonna be a slugfest. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not. This is this is this is not gonna be pretty football. Game one, Mahomes. Lawrence, I think you might see some 50-yard dimes. This one's going to be five-yard runs straight down the middle, right down your mouth. Quarterback and um, and running back runs, you know. Quarterback so, power. Yeah. Both him and Daniel Jones run, so. Yeah, I, I, and Daniel I, Jones has I, been running very over, well. I, I would take the over on all the, the rushing totals for <laughs> either of those guys. Yeah, I mean, going into this game, it's tough. It, it's, it's just tough. Like you said, it's going to be an old-fashioned absolute slugfest it's gonna look like rocky 2 out there you know what i mean just like haymaker after haymaker you know it's it's just had to say rocky for philadelphia you know what i mean had to had to toss that in there but and also it's a, it's, a, it's the third i mean i i know rocky 2 was the second fight but i mean this is this is now the third fight we saw last week with what happened to the dolphins and the ravens how they were kind of underdogs on the road but heck man they know what you're running it's hard to beat a team. It's what those teams split. Like the, mm-hmm. the Eagles swept them. Like they had to beat them a third time. So yeah, and I think that's 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 dangerous because also if you look at it right now, the Eagles are kind of cranking back up, cranking the engine back over to get back to that caliber they were like weeks ago. You know, before the Jalen Hurts injury and whatnot. The Giants are riding the the high right now. They're they're at the top of the mountain. Like they're. Mm-hmm. They're they're feeling good. Daniel Jones is flexing in end zones like we've never seen before, and I think that just mindset, like where you're not cranking up, you're just riding through, and you're you're hot. I think that's a huge difference maker. And you saw the Giants play them January eighth. I know Gardner Minshew gave him a run for it, you know, a couple weeks before that, but it was that was they they really put everything together in that game. Like even like Isaiah Hodgins being as good as he's been. Like that's a huge, huge difference because whenever Daniel Jones also rolls out to whatever side Hodgins is on, Hodgins lays a big block down for him to be able to run. So I think this is going to be interesting. And again, I think it's going to be a slugfest, but I think it goes three in the Giants' direction. I'm, I'm picking the Giants on this one. Wow. I'd love to see Dable go. I really would, you know, to the championship. But I think I think he can because, as I said, the Eagles are cranking the engine over to get back hot, but the Giants are currently steaming. So I w- I'm going with the Giants on this one. And that leads us to our last game, the classic football matchup from decades and decades and decades ago, the Dallas Cowboys versus the San Francisco 49ers. Niners are three and a half point favorites going into this game. Um, they've, the rookie, Mr. Relevant, Brock Purdy at quarterback, and the Cowboys have a kicker who missed every field goal oppor- or uh, extra point opportunity last week against the Buccaneers. And he, Jerry Jones, I, did they get a kicker, Dom? Do you know? I feel like I saw that somewhere. No, them one for five on extra points, but they, 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 he's their guy. All right, all right. I mean, for this one, for me, I feel like the 49ers are just too complete as a team, and I get it. Brock Purdy's a rookie quarterback. And he makes rookie mistakes sometimes, like some throws I, I watched last week, and they were just, you know, rookie throws, like he overthrew and whatnot. But they have that system that he fits perfectly into and is very cohesive. And you have Christian McCaffrey, you have George Kittle, you have Debo Samuel, like you have these weapons, where Dallas, of course, has weapons. But we saw them a couple weeks ago. Who did they absolutely poop? Like, like they Washington. just, yeah, against the commanders, just completely screwed the pooch. And, 
I think that's the thing with Dallas is the consistency. Um, and I, I, I think the 49ers, you saw last week, Brock Purdy can play in a playoff football game. So I'm, I'm going with the 49ers on this one. Yeah, I actually think that's an interesting game because I think both teams have a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think I'm leaning towards picking the upset because oh, because the Niners in like the Purdy era, you know, they, they beat Seattle twice. They beat the Cardinals. They routed the Bucks, but we all know, like now, like the Bucks just weren't a good team at all. Like they got routed at home in the playoff game. So, I mean, and then they also had to go to overtime against Jared Siddham in, in against Las Vegas. Yeah. So, their only real quality win was when Purdy came in. I think Jimmy G got injured against Miami. I might be wrong on that. Uh, I think um, so. Um. So that was really the only quality win. So. For me, I think this is a step up. Like, this is the best opponent he's going to face. This is the best defense he's he's faced. Like, Seattle is not a good defense. They're the 30th-ranked defense. Honestly, God, I thought Purdy was very bad in the beginning of the game. And a couple of the throws he made, like, everyone was glorifying. Like, could have been intercepted. Yeah, everyone was glorifying him for that one throw down the sideline. But it was a terrible, like, anyone will tell you, like, that was a terrible throw because he threw it, like, at, on the numbers. And if the safety was turned around, he probably could have picked it. Mm-hmm. Um. I think Dallas has a very legit defense. I worry about their corner depth, and that's definitely going to get tested. But, I mean, this is a team that last year had Super Bowl expectations lost in the wild card round on, on the, the clock management oof. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Mike McCarthy. Team. So there's definitely, like, motivation for, for the Cowboys to get the job done. This is a defense that's very highly motivated, and Brock Purdy's never faced a defense like this. So, I mean... I hate to bet against the kid, but like you got to think at one point he's going to have a game where he throws two picks or something like that. And this is a defense that, while it's the number one defense in the NFL, like Jared Siddham was able to do stuff against them. And Dallas has very good weapons. You know, CD, very good. They use their tight ends very well. Uh, their backs are, I mean, I don't think Zeke's really that good anymore. I think it's like, I saw a stat where like his last 40 carries have gone for like 79 yards. But Tony Pollard just yeah. stud. They have a good offensive line. Michael Gallup's kind of around. I mean, playing pretty well recently. I don't know. I, I think. I think I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take the upside. I'm gonna say or my buddy Brett Maurer, you know, redeemed himself with a 45 yard field goal at the gun to win. Mm, 23-21. Okay, so you think this one's close too? I think it is close. I had it more of a like a twenty one fourteen scenario. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I think I think the Niners got a touch. The only thing that concerns me is um, if that left if that cornerback spot for Dallas gets really exposed mm-hmm. and they're just rolling, or Dak pulls pulls a Washington instead of a Tampa, yeah, and throws like three interceptions and you know San Fran gets short fields and that that yeah. would concern me like the world course the Cowboys if they play like what they did against Tampa I think they're gonna win but if they mm-hmm. play honestly if they play like Washington they're gonna take an L but yeah yeah no I 100% <laughs> their I ceiling I think can ma- match t- San Fran's ceiling but their floor is just so low yeah no it's like 10 story drop like yeah, all the yes. yeah it's it's something else to, with the Dallas Cowboys Jerry Jones Still there, still there. We know how we feel about Derry, Jerry Jones from the Bills Super Bowl era, Jimmy Johnson, Troy Aikman, you know, all those guys. But The triplets. Yeah, the triplets. So, I don't know. It, this is definitely going to be an interesting weekend for football. What time – is there another Saturday game after the Kansas City-Jacksonville game? Mm-hmm. The Which Eagles-Giants game is like the 8 o'clock or 8.30 kind of whatever. And then, obviously, the Bills games at 3. We'll talk about that in a second. And then, I think yeah. this game – I actually don't know when the the scheme. I think it's six forty. Yeah, after the Bills game. Because I I remember like six forty was a time last year because the Bills had that slot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Jeez. Let me just. Well, six thirty. It was six thirty, I guess. But six thirty. Well, the Bills had a five hour football game last week, so that could be <sighs> that also could be pushed back if true if that, if that happens again. So, oh God. All right. So as you mentioned, we have one more game on the slate that we're going to talk about here. The Bills Bengals game. Mike will be joining in a few minutes. We just got text confirmation, so <laughs> he'll be he'll be popping in. But um, no, this is 
this is going to be, I mean, let's just talk for a minute. Pre Demar Hamlin being injured, it was not. It was not looking looking good for the Bills. I I, I think pre, yeah, like the first ten minutes of the game mm-hmm. is going to be really interesting to see how the Bills prepare off yeah. that because offensively they look good. Like their mm-hmm. first drive, kind of marched right down the field. I would I would say this though, I, I the reason why I'm not afraid. Like the offense, I feel like it's going to be all right, especially off that first drive. It feels like they're having a hard time communicating. And yeah, Josh would look very frustrated going down the like, field. They called a timeout on a play that, I mean, that seemed like if they ran it, was going to get like a first down, like 10 yards. Didn't but Gabe the, get a first down and then they called it back? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they mm-hmm. threw the pass to Gabe, but they already called timeout. Like I feel like that was an audible from Josh. The second and three play in the end and the red zone just seemed like all kinds of confusion and then obviously Beasley kind of not the best throw from Josh but a throw that's catchable and should have been probably caught like I mean you got to kind of make that as much as you know Beasley's very very pretty good at some of those times it's weird Beasley at moments has a great hands and then at I feel like the high and away ones you know can't get up there he just he gets his hands on them but like he just bats them down kind of I don't know um but that's fine. The touchdown drive and the drive that was happening, I just feel like they were moving the ball. You know, they had some good – you know, the, the touchdown was kind of just – I mean, they were able to move the safety for a good route. They had mm-hmm. a really good route combination. There was really nothing like – I mean, it was just a better – sometimes, like, I, I know, like, people were getting mad at, like, Trey White for getting beat, but sometimes, like, the play calls is better than your defensive scheme. And yeah. at that, at that, that play call was just better. Like, he had outside leverage. He, he expected to have safety help, but there was a route that, you know, was in-breaking that he that the, the safety who happened to be handling at the time, you know, had to take. So Trey then didn't have safety help, and then it looked like he just got beat. But really, um, it was just his, the scheme got outplayed. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting how, how they adjust from that. I think, you know, Joe Burrow has really struggled this year against three-man rushes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's going to be really interesting. I also, you know, looking at the Ravens game, kind of seeing what they did. I, I think it's interesting that they they brought four, but they did it in unique ways. You know what I mean? Like they would drop the end out into coverage and send a linebacker. So like you could blitz Matt Milano mm-hmm. and drop Greg Rousseau and you know they did this. Uh, the Ravens did this with their with their young edge rusher Owe, who was I believe like six six, really lengthy guy. Like if you drop Greg Rousseau in coverage, six 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 seven, like that that that's going to have a very interesting uh, effect on that. So I I would say the Bills are going to play a game where they're going to make sure they don't get beat over the top, and they're going to they're going they're going to be really physical, like they did against the Dolphins. They're gonna make sure they don't get beat over the top, but they're also gonna jump on all these in-breaking routes. That's really what Balt. That's really what Baltimore did. Baltimore was like, we're not gonna, we're gonna play off coverage. We're not gonna let you beat us over the top. But when we get, you get ten yards down the field, when you usually do like a ten yard in or fifteen yard in, we're going to play physical. And we aren't gonna let you, you know, we aren't gonna let you get that. Right. So I, I think that's what, you know, the linebackers are gonna have to have a big game because I think there's gonna be room underneath for the Bengals potentially, and it's gonna be. Milano and Edmonds in coverage are going to have to do a good job filling the holes, you know, with their length and their athleticism uh, of just making it making life very hard for Joe Burrow. Yeah, no, absolutely. And ladies and gentlemen, before we move on, before anyone else says a thing, Mike Marino's in the house. Oh, he's back in the library. Back, back in the library. Look at that. But uh, yeah, I mean, Mike, we're just chatting about the the Bills Bengals game, and you know, we mentioned the first ten minutes of the the first matchup before ha- pre Hamlin injury, mm-hmm. and um, how you know we can neutralize <laughs> what happened on that first drive, how they marched right down and just kind of went for it. You know what I mean? And they went dominant on us quick. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just to me seeing how they played against the Ravens last week and how they had a backup quarterback as well, like how the Dolphins you know, like with us was kind of settling at a certain point. Like, you know, it wasn't just like, wasn't like us just 
pooping. It was like they almost pooped too. You know what I mean? So it was like, it was, it was, it was, it was a little. You know, it was nice to see that. Not nice, but you, you know what I mean. Like it was, it wasn't like they pooped out. Yeah, it, they're not riding in as hot. But Joe Mixon seems to think they are. Did you hear what he had to say yesterday? I wish I had that. Clip He's been saying play. the same thing for the past month every week. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, I don't know. I just, I think, I, I think, I, I don't, I think we'll win this game. Truthfully, I want to win this game, but at the same time, it's going to be a, like, like, no, we you don't, you don't want to win. You, you no. don't want to win, right? But we, we talked about the Giants game being a slugfest. I think this will be a slugfest. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think, like, what the Ravens did is. Like kind of like the blueprint. I mean, all three of their matchups, Joe Burrow really struggled, mm-hmm. and I think it's a copycat lead. So I mean, if the Bills can kind of replicate what the Ravens did, especially now with the Bengals losing three offensive line setters and like their other guard position, like their fourth position on the offensive line is not that good. So they their center. Like maybe now they don't have to. You know, the Bills have been blitzing a lot. They blitzed a lot last week. Maybe they don't have to do that as much and just do kind of. You know, maybe they blitz a linebacker, but they could drop a de-ending coverage, like I said, and still only rush four. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely. I, I think – I don't know. I'm. Is anyone else, like, nervous about this? I have, like, a, I have like a, little, I mean, a, little, a little pit, you know what I mean, in my stomach. I mean, it's expected to be nervous because, like, they're the defending AFC champs. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, they're a hungry team looking to um, get back to where they were last year. They feel like they've unfinished business, and – you know, they started the year kind of slow, and then they've picked it up since. And I think, I know, Dom, you said this on the show yesterday, how, like, you got to watch the receivers because, um, you know, our guys really haven't been tested all that much in recent weeks. And we had the Dolphins game where that was going to be our first true test. And, you know, they did pretty well, I would say. But uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Wilder are going to be a little different matchup than, say, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, uh, T. Higgins. Just because you know, I would put Joe Burrow a little bit, a little bit higher than uh, Skylar Thompson <laughs> in his decision making and like playmaking ability and like actually being yeah. a good quarterback. So I think he's been able to get out really quick this year because you know his offensive line's never been uh, super good, but his decision making and all that, like their offense isn't super complex or anything. It's just they execute it really well. Yeah. No, absolutely, and I, I think. You know, there's going to be a lot of emotion in this game, just considering how, you know, the whole thing that happened with Demar playing last time, um, and just you know the competitive nature between these two teams wanting to be the top dog in the AFC. I think, you know, we're not going to see anything like Christian Wilkins, po- you know, picking a fight or anything like that. But you know, I think we little... might. See, I think we might see some stuff. You might get a little scrappy. I, yeah. I, I, I said this. I said this. Um, weeks ago when it was supposed to be the regular season game, but I still think it's going to be like a shootout. Yeah. I think it's really just yeah. going to go back and forth. I think Should've there's just... going to be a lull in the game at some point, like maybe like the third quarter or something, but yeah, no, I think it's mainly going to be a shootout. Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting. It's kind of like, you know, when you think about like a score prediction, like I think all of us expected that Chiefs game to be a shootout, but then you look up of two minutes ago when it's 20 to 17. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's gonna be interesting to see like if if these are gonna be like just really long drives. I think both defenses kind of have like the same mindset of, you know, you're gonna have to go six minutes to score a touchdown, not be like Miami and be like we're either gonna force a turnover, or you're gonna score in three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as Mike said about like how you know Higgins, Chase, and Border different challenges from Hill and Waddle. Like Hill and Waddle are straight speed. You know, yet like they're just gonna be able to run away from you. These these guys, you know, they're fast as well, but they're just physical monsters at the catch point. Yeah. And we, we've seen, you know, in the past, this is, you know, Trey White's kind of always a little bit struggled with these guys. Uh, Kyrie Elam really struggled against George Pickens early. I know that was way in, like, October, but he really had he had a pretty poor game. Uh, but, I mean, Kyrie Elam, hopefully he's the starter, but he's always seemed to, have, you know, step up in the big moments. You know, I think he had the, the play of the day played the game last last week to kind of get them the momentum back. Obviously, he had the big interception against Kansas City. So, you know, if Trey White and Kyrie Lim could hold up in the in, in the back end, I, I think that I think that really that would be crucial for their for their defensive scheme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And just 
you know, talking about that, I think Trey White has shown he's getting more comp- like you said, you know what I mean? Like he's back into it. That good play he made last week on Waddle, stopping that big catch down the field, like punching the ball out. Like that's what you want to see from him, not pass interference calls, not holding calls. You know what I mean? So I think I think we're gonna we're gonna see a better, you know, more complete version of Trey White. Elam better start. If he doesn't, uh, there's going to be like you said, like we said yesterday, there's going to be some, um, or no, that might have been on the Buff State Radio yesterday. We said no, that. I just said, said there's going to be pitchforks and rioting. oh yeah, pitchforks and rioting. <laughs> yeah, me. yeah. Okay, good, good. Sorry, I just wanted to credit. You know what I mean? The right person there, but um, I think that's true. I think Elam and Tredavious White are your two out there that you want for a lot of that game because they're just the two best. You know, so. It'll it'll for sure be an interesting matchup defensively versus the Bengals' offense, but I mean, I think we can expect. We just need to expect a compatible performance from all three parts of the team: special teams, offense, and defense. We talked about that yesterday. How we're, we've been getting pretty much one or the other. Like offense has gone off, defense has faltered. Special teams, two a bunch of kick return touchdowns, right? But everything else kind of meh. You know what I mean? And then. Then we've got all defense this past week. Like we need all three of them to show up equally and play a compatible game with football. one another. Exactly, complimentary football. And I think calling those timeouts, like we mentioned, um, McDermott did that a couple times against the Dolphins too. There was one timeout where he jumped up, even though there was a play that was ready to go, and did it. So it, it was just. And didn't he call back a defensive play or something like that? By like when he called it, like they called one back. Like we stopped them or something like that, and then they ended up no. punting. Well, the one play was it was delay game at the end of the game, but he did, like there was two plays, fourth and six. He called timeout. They ran the play. They threw like a forty-yard bomb to the model. Who was open? So it wasn't like a bad timeout. The result was an incomplete pass, which made everyone mad. Yeah, they punted. They also like when they were driving uh, in the fourth quarter. I think they called timeout on like a play that they end up would have been tackling them for a three yard loss, but that was a bad look as well. He nearly almost called timeout before the Dawson Knox touchdown. I don't know if anyone mm-hmm. wants to rewatch that. The play clock was getting yeah, <laughs> the play clock was at zero when they snapped that ball. But right, yeah, and it's I- the, listen, a big mi- mi- listen. Both these teams are like two of the most. Com- like, this isn't like the Chiefs. Like the Chiefs have a juggernaut offense and like a below average defense that you could probably take advantage of. The Bengals have a very good defense. They have two good linebackers in Wilson and Pratt. Reader's a big monster in the middle. We all know that's kind of a weakness with the Bills' offensive line. Hendrickson's banged up, but he's he's still pretty solid. Hubbard had the nice touchdown. They have some nice DBs. Like, this is a complete football team. The biggest mismatch that the Bills had to take advantage of, I know he's gotten better this season, I think, but, you know, we, we talked about Doug Peterson having a massive advantage over Brandon Staley, and then that came to fruition. Sean McDermott needs to you know, put his foot on Zach Taylor's neck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sean McDermott's got eight playoff wins now. You know what I mean? He has four playoff wins. He's four. He has eight playoff games. Eight playoff games. Sorry. Yeah. I was like, whoa, when did we get eight no. playoff Yeah, you're right. No, eight playoff games. And I think he's got to show his expertise at this point. And I think the biggest thing, like, just talking, speaking one more thing on those timeouts, is trust Josh Allen. Trust him. You pay him well, all that money. Josh Allen doesn't play defense. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, you got a point. Yeah, defensive minded coach, but listen, I'm a big Tremaine fan. Like he's the captain of the defense. So, you know, I would like them to trust the defense, but I mean, the defense has been solid though. Tremaine's had a couple good weeks. I want to see Matt Milano folding chair. Um, no, he was he was sack. mic'd up. Him him and Dion were mic'd up for the playoff game. Oh no way! I gotta listen to that. that that's it's probably some gold right there, Dion especially. After the scrum where he's got the helmet in the hand, I can't wait to they watch didn't show that. that. I was pretty mad about that. Oh, they probably they might have to censor that. It was probably all nothing but obscenities being said in there. So I don't know, but it it it's definitely. I'm looking forward to this game. Looking forward to watching it. Nervous to watch it. It's kind of like the Chiefs divisional round last year, except I don't know. This feels like you said, like their defense could stop us. We could stop them. Like it. It wasn't like it was going to be offensive like last year. I think this is going to start out a very defensive game, if I had to pick it. I'm going to say it's going to start out low scoring in the first half. Then the defenses are going to get fatigued, and then it's going to be an absolute just shootout. They're going to be throwing bombs. like It's going to be going crazy, you know. and then it's going to come down to who can 
make that last defensive stop. Last year, the Bills could not. This year, I think they're going to. And that that's going to be it. You know what I mean? I think that I think the Bills will come out on top on this one. But I don't know. I, it, it's definitely going to be interesting. But it's just nerve wracking a little bit. I think it does play into effect uh, having home field as well. I think that'll be a benefit. Yeah. I think it'd be a lot tougher game if it was in Cincinnati, just because being away and then plus um, you're on that same field. I feel like there'd be like a vibe where there's just bad vibes. Mm-hmm. So I think being on our field is a little bit of an advantage. Yeah. We've heard, vibes. We've heard, mm-hmm. um, who was it? Someone on get up. Was it Rob Ninkovich maybe? And he was like saying how when they come to Buffalo, the locker rooms are like for the away team. It was just like, they suck. Yeah, they it's like, bad. it's all mental. Listen, you know? the bills, the bills are what? I think since 1988, I want to say they're like 13 and one at home in the playoffs. Does anyone know what their only loss was? I'll give, major, I'll give major credit to anyone who could. If you Wasn't it when they lost in 96? Yeah, the, the, the Tony Baselli Hall of Fame game that Bruce yeah. was so salty about. But, no, I mean, they're 4-0 in the McDermott era at home. I mean, both these guy teams are in, like, I think, eight-plus game winning streaks. So, I don't know. I think, I think home field is big. You know, it's going to be end up being Josh and Burrow. I really feel like you know, Joe, you said it's going to come down to who gets the last stop. I actually think it's going to come down to who gets the ball last. Oh, yeah. Um, I think, like, I'm probably more nervous for this game than the Chiefs game last year because not really because of the opponent or, like, the round because it's the same round, but just because it's a year later and you still haven't won the Super Bowl. And now it's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, Jordan Poirier on his podcast was like, oh, I might get emotional because by Saturday I might know this is my last home game. Like, there's dudes that are probably leaving that are core guys. Mm-hmm. And so this is the time. Like, this is mm-hmm. going to be the top of the mountain on your talent pool. And you got to cash in. So, yeah. Because uh, then you're rebuilding positions again. And it's not, you know what I mean? You're re- like, I, yeah. You have to retool, like, the safety position, various positions. Offensive um, line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this should be drafting Possibly offensive linebacker line. linebacker if Tremaine's gone. Tremaine, oh, he better not, not be. Leave. But he's not going anywhere. I'm gonna have to not pull the Tremaine, but I do have to dip out. But before I leave, I gotta yep. say, I predicted earlier in the pod that Brett Maher was gonna kick a 45-yard field goal to win for Dallas. <laughs> Tyler Bass, 48-yarder. Oh, okay. Look like it's going wide right. Gonna go off the upright and in. Okay. 23 and 24 oh, bills. Don't say that. 20, 20, 24, 21 bills? 27, 24. 27, 24. Oh, All right. Oh, God. Well, Dom, we'll see you, buddy. Have a good class. <laughs> He's gone. He's <laughs> <Wilson laughs> left. I think he might still be here. I think I accidentally hit remove from stream. Oh, oh nice. no. He's gone. He's actually I gone. All right. So. Let's just we'll 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 chat a little bit more and then wrap it up. But mm-hmm. I mean, what's what's the biggest thing, like position wise, like the biggest? I don't know. We'll call it we'll call it an X factor, if you will. Like the Bills need to really activate over the Bengals. I, I think it's got to be our secondary here. Our corners really need to step up because I mean, I've already said how much like Chase and Burrow just have that chemistry going back to LSU, uh, mm-hmm. stopping Higgins, stopping um, Boyd, you know, Joe Mixon, like these secondary guys need to step up like i trust trey elam had a really good first game but he's still a rookie um poyer needs to show that he's an all pro still and they just really need to be locked in this game because in an instant those guys can get yak yards and be gone flip the game right yeah you're gonna let jamar chase just fly down the field after burning one of our secondary members so i don't know i i I would agree with that i think also um, we got to put some pressure on Joe Burrow. I think mm-hmm. we're going to need an, a good week out of Greg Russo. Yeah. Um, as I said earlier, just a couple minutes ago, I want a folding chair sack from Milano. Mm-hmm. I want him to absolutely just plow into him. Not to hurt Burrow, of course. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, just no, to do it. Just rattle him a little bit. Yeah, because if you rattle Joe Burrow and have him worried about pressure, um, and then you start dropping back and doing a three-man rush, maybe, and like mm-hmm. really just messing with them. Frazier just needs to be craftier than his stupid nickel defense that he runs the entire game, mm-hmm. uh, win or lose. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't doesn't really adjust very much to it. It's just yeah. like 
he's like, my defense is my defense and it's going to win games or it doesn't win games. But what he did against the Chiefs earlier this year, he had half the field in man coverage and half the field in zone coverage. Mm-hmm. And then like as like a like, why aren't we doing more of that? Like, you know, be the Brian Dable of a defense and do some tricky <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think stuff like that, I think they're going to just mm-hmm. need to be crafty and like actually have a defensive game plan other than nickel zone. You know what yeah. I mean? So no, just going back to like pressure here. Um, we're definitely missing uh, Von Miller. I mean, this was the main purpose why we signed him for this time yeah. of year. And it's just really unfortunate that we don't have him. And it's been noticed. Like, Russo didn't really do much in the Dolphins game. You had Shaq at a sack. I think Boogie had a, sh- a sack, too. But, like, you just need more consistent pressure. And it's like, at Oliver, like, he was having a good year, and he really didn't do much that first game. So, you know, you guys were saying how Cincinnati's offensive line's banged up. Let's take advantage of that. You know, yeah. Joe, Joe Burrow can move, but he's not like Allen, where he can just constantly run. Right. He's more, he's, I would say he's the next evolution of a pocket passer. I, I wouldn't say he's a pocket passer like Brady, but like he, he can get out and move, but where yeah. Allen and Mahomes and um, Herbert and Lamar, like they'll, they'll run, run. Yeah. Burrow doesn't run, run. You know what I mean? They're not going to do mm-hmm. a QB power with him or anything like that, you know? No. So it's definitely, it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, just kind of seeing how it's, it starts out because as I mentioned with Dom earlier, before you joined in, they were, they, they were dominant coming down the field right away. They, they won the coin toss, did not defer. They took the, they took the ball and just put up a touchdown right away. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. They, they wanted to show who they were right away. Mental like, thing right there too. There's such yeah. a message. Yeah. And I think McDermott, the biggest thing is after a couple past couple weeks he's been doing the thing with the timeouts when Allen's running the play clock down you pay the guy so much money he's done nothing but show that he could be trusted and whatnot mm-hmm. like just let him run his offense at this point like he's yeah he's probably gonna down on the field know better than what Dorsey's gonna pull up top you know what I mean mm-hmm. like if he sees something let him see it and change it you know no yeah but I mean you got to manage that you can't take those stupid penalties and delay games and then like defensively he took the right. timeouts for like a matchup reason or something. And, you yeah. know, felt like maybe the play would break down and they'd build up a big gain or something. So, you know, he's got to manage that. But it's just, you know, well, it right. is unfortunate when he does take the timeout and the play happens and we see that it's like a positive play for us and then they get a second chance at it. But, you know, thinking about it, like it's it's kind of like, you know, 2020 split. Like you guys see maybe a big play happens and then they come up and say, they took a timeout, so it doesn't count, and then it flips. But we don't know. We just gotta. It's just all clock management. You're not like um, John Harbaugh. No. Yeah. So. No. You know, speaking of clock management, the Dolphins had none of that last week. Yeah, and Mike McDaniel. Yeah, yeah Mike no McDaniel. clock management. <laughs> so I don't know. I I mean, if you had to say like who wins this game for us at the end of the day, like if you had to pick an MVP, offensive or defensive, could be. Because it's tough to split it into two because, truthfully, mm-hmm. the defense could poop and it could be the Josh Allen show. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. who would you who would you say is the difference maker and wins the, bill, the game for the Bills? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say someone that's stepped up numerous times throughout his postseason career. And it's, it's got to be Gabe Davis. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw in the most important game last year against the Chiefs how he said four touchdowns. He just was rattling off plays. Even last week, he had some great yeah. plays, great catches. So, I think there's something about him in the playoffs. It's just – he turns it up. I think he's yeah. going to show it again. No, I would agree with you. Playoff Gabe has entered the chat. Um, he's he's definitely, I don't know, it's a mental thing. He's just turned on all of a sudden in the playoffs. Yeah. He's, I, I'm, you know, when Diggs is double covered like he was last week, I mean, he was getting completely blocked. Like, you weren't going to throw to Diggs very much. Davis got open, made some crazy catches. Beasley also, I think, will be big. Um, even, what's his name? Shakir. I think you need to use Shakir more. I mean, yeah. he dropped he dropped one, which should have been a touchdown if he got up and ran. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, the other 50-yard bomb that was thrown to him, he caught. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think James Cook's going to be huge. Running the ball, Singletary. I, I think you just need to have a complementary offense. We just and, can't um, be taking these stupid shots down the field when we don't need to. That's the main thing. If we're up by, like, one score and it's late in the game, do not take shots. Just mm-hmm. run the ball, take checkdowns, quick slants, out routes, just burn the clock and try and get first downs. Like there's no yeah. need to take those shots. As much as I love to see Josh Allen gain 60 yards on his passer rating every drive yeah. just from one pass. Mm-hmm. Um 
there's a time and a place. Like it's if not, it's it's not Madden. If it's first and ten and you're tied up, take a shot. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like just let mm-hmm. it rip. But don't put the ball in harm's way. Like throw it on an out route towards the 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 sideline. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if it bounces out, it's incomplete, not picked off. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like play smart offensively, defensively. I think Gabe Davis is going to have a huge game. I'd love to see four touchdowns out of him, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, uh, at least a couple, I would say. I want to see Shakir do well. I, I just want to see the wide receiver core have a day. Mm-hmm. I think, truthfully, yeah. that's going to be it. And spreading the wealth, I think that's going to be huge compared to the dig-centric show we saw the first couple weeks, and then it, which continued through a lot of the season. You know yeah. what I mean? So. Um, I think we're moving past that and Dorsey's moving past that. So he's actually interviewing Saturday for the head coach job for the Panthers. I, I, guess. Hate, I hate that. How yeah. We have coordinators, you know, still um, interviewing like coaches and all that. It's like, A just let them focus the on their round. team. Yeah. Let them focus on their team, like their games. Like they shouldn't be focused on head coaching jobs right now. Like Carolina will get their coach. Like they can wait a few extra weeks. Well, that's what I'm they saying. They really want Ken Dorsey. They can wait a few extra weeks. Yeah, just watch him from your couch and then study and then have him come in for an interview. That's all you have to do. But (laughs) I don't know. And then do you have any – what's your final score prediction for the the game? I think it's going to be 38 to 34 Bills. All right, I like that. I mean, I had – I think it's going to be high scoring. I think this is going to go 42 to 35. I think the Bills are winning on on a last touchdown. I think that's it. You know yeah. what I mean? I think we're driving down the field for, in the fourth quarter with about 150 left, and we, we cut them up and we go get a touchdown after tying it up. So, okay. We can't. Also, one other thing just to add on here at the end no fumbles into the end zone, no turnovers. <laughs> like, come on, like, be careful. Yeah. No, no, I agree. Josh has got to be careful with those turnovers. Yeah. Cause he I almost had like, another one in the beginning like, of the game. Yeah. I feel like in this game, if you're picking between Joe Burrow and Josh Allen, who's in a, make the mistake of turnovers it's going to be josh allen mm-hmm. just because he's that gunslinger too he's yeah like it's no field. knock on his ability or anything i just i mm-hmm. just think he'll have a fumble or something when he's trying to run or you know some pick from like a 50 yard bomb or something yeah no i i agree with you but let's 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 hope that that doesn't happen yeah and uh i don't know i i think I think we we can come out with the win. I think it's just got to be complimentary football, as Dom said before he he popped off. You know, yeah. so I don't know. I think the Bills can definitely win, forty-two to thirty-five, and you said thirty-eight to thirty-four. Yep. All right, I like it. We'll see what happens. Yeah, but without further ado, that's going to end it for this edition of the Betting on the Bills Buffalonian podcast. And I'm Joe Kelly. I was joined by Dom Loss and Mike, who's still here with me. And Dom's not here, so Mike, how do you always end these, buddy? Well, I'll I'll step in. I'll say go Bills. Go Bills, baby.